So you remember during the pandemic, there were a lot of what they called safety net programs. Whether that was pausing student loan debts or child care or rent or health care or food, whatever it was. They were meant to help people who were struggling during the pandemic, whether they were losing jobs or they weren't. They were gig workers. At, in a couple of months this fall, all of those pandemic era programs, they're going to be coming to an end. And they're going to be coming to an end at roughly the same time. And that is going to put a huge squeeze economically on millions of people across the country and certainly people here in the state of, uh, of Michigan. Now, these programs were meant to be temporary. But what many people told you, including me during the pandemic, was that, like anything, people become reliant. People become, uh, they become uh, almost to the point of, of expecting these type of programs to continue, when in reality, it was only meant to be a Band-Aid. But the, the, the likelihood here that people are going to have to dip into their savings, the, people, the likelihood of people having to dip into their retirement, as more and more of these, these safety nets that were put in place to aid people during the pandemic come off the books, it's actually going to put people in a, in a really tight spot. Patrick Anderson is the principal and CEO of the Anderson Economic Group. Uh, Patrick, this is going to be not only impactful for families, but then from an economic uh, purview, this is going to have some pretty big ripple effects, isn't it? I think it's going to affect a lot of uh, a lot of behavior, uh, and you're you're right. If you pointed out back then that these were temporary programs, but that people tend to be relying on them. You were restating something that we have learned about once a decade for, for a long time, which is there's very few things that last as long as a temporary government program. And people start to rely on that as if it's going to last forever. And in fact, some of the people who propose these government programs fully intend to come back and argue that they need to be permanent once they've created a large group of people who depend upon them. Well, you've got just kind of looking at this, you've got more than three million children are going to lose access to child care. You've got um, 500,000 people are expected to lose assistance for food. Um, this, this aside from people becoming reliant on it, um, how are the markets going to react to this? How are what is the. What is the Fed going to do for this? How does this impact inflation? Because it's not just that people are going to have to start maybe penny pinching and then finding their their rhythm again, that that pre-pandemic rhythm as it pertains to their bank accounts. But but th- there has to be some wide ranging implications for for a, a government who is trying to to bat down inflation and, and continuing to to raise interest rates. I have to imagine that there's going to be some impacts there, too. There are going to be some, but let's not overstate it. No one is prevented from getting food or child care because of an expiring government program. Uh, No one is prevented from working because of an expiring government program. What we have was assistance, support, subsidies that were stated as temporary and as there for only a short time and only during time when companies were shut down that 
lasted quite a long time. Even President Joe Biden has declared that the pandemic is over now. Uh, and a lot of these temporary and emergency orders have been suspended or terminated by the courts and finally admitted to be uh, outdated and were not properly invoked anymore by many of the administrative agencies as well, in Michigan as well as in other states. So it's, it's proper to not exaggerate them, but yes, there are gonna be some people who are gonna be surprised uh, when all of a sudden they don't qualify for childcare credits or they don't qualify for a bridge card. And there are also gonna be some people who have been avoiding thinking about paying those student loans back that all of a sudden are gonna to have to start paying them back. And it is gonna have effects on whether people are gonna buy things, whether they're gonna feel they need to work harder. In some cases, they're gonna make decisions not to buy things. Uh, and uh, there'll be some people who probably get into trouble. So it is something that we need to be concerned about. And I certainly wish we were more honest or our politicians were more honest with us and more forthcoming when these original temporary and emergency programs were first put into law. Well, then you partner this with with a potential strike at at UPS where you've got almost what? I think it's like three hundred and fifty thousand people uh, somewhere in that area that that could be going on strike, which means you're not going to be getting certain packages, which means if you own a business and you ship out, you're not going to be you're not going to be shipping out certain packages. How does how do all of these things when they come together, um, how do they impact the economy? How do they impact the bottom line inflation, what the Fed looks at? Um, and then and then inevitably, as you trickle on down, how does this affect the American people, the 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 the, the middle class? There's some excellent Anderson economic analysis on the UPS drug. It's about 340,000 workers. Okay. And we anticipate uh, a 10-day strike, which hasn't occurred yet uh, by the Teamsters, would affect nearly every town in, in America and would start affecting small businesses and homeowners within days. Uh, we've warned of $7 billion in losses, most of which come from consumers and small businesses in addition to $1 billion in lost wages to Teamsters workers and nearly a billion in losses to UPS from just a 10-day strike. That hasn't occurred yet. I hope it doesn't. But it, that will definitely be affecting uh, people. And I would uh, urge, as we have been doing, our age analysis says if you are a small business or if you're relying on critical medical uh, supplies, you need to look and see how vulnerable you are to an interruption should the Teamster strike UPS. That is a real wild card out there and, and something that could be quite dangerous to, to a lot of families and small businesses. Does your analysis look at the long-term effects of something like this? And, and again, to 10 days, you're thinking, well, geez, that's not really that long. But again, it's almost like it, it's the butterfly effect. It's one thing begets another, begets another. And all of a sudden, you've gotten you've got real problems that you've got to deal with. What what are the I mean, is the is the worry here that particularly small businesses, really small businesses um, that 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 they're going to be hurt so irreparably if a 10 day strike happens that 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 they're going to have to fold. And then and then then certainly that puts I mean, that, that that's a whole other ball of wax that we got to deal with. We do think that small businesses are particularly vulnerable here, uh, and and some Main Street retailers that rely on UPS to deliver goods to them so they can sell to their customers. And we're concerned about 
uh, people that are relying on critical medical supplies. Uh, I mean, we've got, we have a whole generation of people who their entire adult life, and in fact, their childhood and adult life, they felt they could pick their phone up and order something, and two days later, it just shows up <laughs> on their porch. Uh, and, it's magic. You know, I, I, it's like magic. And if we have a Teamster strike, we're going to relearn that most of human history, you could not pick up a smartphone and order something and have it magically appear your doorstep in 48 hours. And that's going to be shocking to a lot of people. Uh, I'm concerned particularly about the small businesses and families that might need medical supplies. But certainly our Anderson Economic Report is suggesting if you're in a small business or you rely on this, you should be looking now. Don't wait until August rolls around. Look now and see what inventory you have and what happens if all of a sudden you just stops delivering. Uh, Patrick Anderson, always appreciate the time. I, I, I feel like like we are in a point where we are in uncharted waters, whether it's um, whether it's 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 uh, student loan forgiveness or uh, inflation. It just seems unrelenting. And it, it I, I believe it's taking a toll on a big portion of the American public. Um, thank you so much for your time and insight. I always appreciate catching up with you. All right. Good to talk with you. Yeah, uh, there he is. Patrick Anderson. Um, I got to take a break. And, and, you know, the other thing is it's just flat out unsustainable. It's just unsustainable. The the, the amount of money that we're uh, forgiving or 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 now we're doing away with from pandemic era stuff. It, it, it just is a problem. It's unsustainable. All right. I got to take a break. We'll get to more of your calls and texts next here on JR After.